What's up, everybody? It's Tommy Runs, and this is the Run, Eat, Sleep show, episode number 55 with Haruni. Uh, today's episode was really cool. I mean, we talked a lot about motivation. Um, if you follow her Instagram, it is very inspiring. She is an absolute beast. Uh, she pushes herself to the max and then also has like a job job, which was really cool for me because most of us listening to this podcast, um, you know, have jobs, whether it's a full-time job, part-time job, family, friends, spouses, stuff, you know, life. Uh, But we also have all these goals and um, things that we want to reach in the run space. And it was really cool to talk to Haruni because she's very much like us, just a lot faster. Um, So it was really cool to talk to someone that balances all that and then also um, is extremely motivated to continue her running life and get faster and and achieve new things. So um, super motivational, super inspiring. She's a dope, 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 dope lady. Uh, Check this episode out. And if you have any questions, hit me up on Instagram and Go to at the Run Eat Sleep Show, follow it, like it, share this episode, watch this episode, live with this episode, and many others there on Instagram. Then you can also follow Haruni. I'll tag, she's obviously tagged in the video version or live version of this that's on IGTV. So check it out. Go follow us on Instagram. Love you guys. Check out the episode. Let me know what you think. So, what's up, guys? It's Tommy Runs. This is the Run, Eat, Sleep show, episode number 55. Uh, today's guest is Haruni, and I can't wait to talk to her. If you don't follow Haruni, you are missing out because she's a super fast runner. Seems like a super cool chick. I've actually uh, heard a couple podcasts with her on it, um, so I can't wait to get to talk to her. Um, the One of the things I like about her, I'm going to name off a few things I really like about her. Um, number one, she's really fast. Number two, she's super fast. Number three, she's wicked fast. Number four, she has a job job. Um, And I think that number four is what I respect about her most because, you know, sometimes when we talk to these people that are crazy fast and, like, dream worthy, it's like... That's all they do is run. But she is not not that type of person. She has a job job. And I wonder what they call her. Maybe they call her Thomas and her job job. But let me see. So I'm going to ask Haruni to join the show. And thanks so much for everybody that's tuning in. This is the Run, Eat, Sleep show. This is Tommy Runs. This is episode number 55. Haruni, and I cannot wait to get her on the show. Hello. Hello. I'm so sorry for the tech issues. Oh, no, it's no problem at all. This is a catastrophe most of the time. <laughs> I think it was my fault because I accepted, and then my phone just fell. Okay. I think I just messed everything up. Yeah, so that good way to start this off. This that was your fault, hundred percent. So guys, it's not me, it's her. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for joining the show, Haruni. Uh, I'm excited to get to talk to you. And how are things going right now, like training wise? What do you got going on? Good. Um, I'm actually running a race. Uh, what day is today? It's Wednesday. I'm running a race on Friday. Friday. Um, so things are starting to click um i'm excited yeah so like i mean i guess we're probably starting really late in the story normally i try to go back but like so i'm really interested to see like you're four three maybe four sleeps three four sleeps away from this race what race is it are you able to say yeah it's called the deseret news um it, they have a marathon, a half marathon, and a 10K. Mm-hmm. I'm running the 10K. Yeah. Usually not in my character to choose the shortest distance. Yeah. Um, but my fall marathon is a long ways away, so yeah. a 10K made sense. Yeah. It's in Utah. Um, looks like it's basically burning there right now. It's, like, super hot. Yeah. Um, but the race is at 6 a.m. right before sunrise, so it should okay. be fun. Oh, that's not that bad. And you'll be done in no time anyway, so it's, like... Right. That's the hope. But, you know, things can get ugly out there. So I hope I'm done in just over 30 minutes. So I can be on my way. So what, do you, so what are you doing this week? Like, what does this week, the rest of this week look like for you with a race on Friday? Yeah. Um, well, I'm training through. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, what we call an intermediate race, mm-hmm. not a, a huge taper leading up to it, like what we do for big races. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just, I did a workout yesterday just to get the wheels spinning, fine-tune the body, and just easy runs today, tomorrow, and 
And if this was like if this was like a bigger a bigger race, um, like distance wise, you'd be tapering and all that. So what what uh, what would like if say if it was a big marathon on Sunday, what would Wednesday, Thursday, Friday look like for you? I just want to see. Yeah, I mean, super chill. I would probably even take a day off just to make sure the body is like a hundred percent. You know, I'm topped off nutrition wise. All my glycogen levels are sky high and ready to go yeah uh probably get a massage which i'm not doing this week i wish i i wish i had the time to, okay but what day would you what day would you do something like that um i would probably do that early in the week so if it's a sunday marathon mm-hmm. i say like get a massage on tuesday tuesday okay um, just so you can bounce back because uh, sometimes therapists can go a little deep in those muscles yeah. and you don't want to be so sore that you can't get the best out of yourself on race day. Yeah, that, that's why I think it's kind of funny sometimes like when you go to like the expos for these races and they'll have people doing massages like the day before. Yeah, I mean, I would no, assume they're not. I'm like, why are we doing this? Or people trying things like they're trying samples at expos. Like you never tried that before. Why would you? Why are you doing it now? Yeah, like so. The thing with expos is, do not treat expos like Sam's Club or Costco. Don't just go around grabbing samples of everything. You know, right. you just gotta go past, say no, thank you, or grab or take take the samples, but just don't try them now. Like try them later. Try- Shout out to Ken. He just said that I was his hero. Like that's that's huge. Thanks a lot, Ken. Appreciate that. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's let's 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 go back to when before you were a hero in in all of our eyes. Okay. <laughs> let's. Does the time exist? I don't know. It's prehistoric. <laughs> so um so like what um I'll, I it seems kind of simple, but let like what it when when did running start for you? And if you could just kind of walk me through that process of like. When did you just start? I mean, because it's, it's it may be different yeah. than some of our some of our stories. Uh, way back, man. Um, I was just a regular kid who had too much energy, and my mom wanted me out of the house. <laughs> so she signed me up for anything and everything that would take up all my time. Mm-hmm. So I started. My first race was actually in middle school, mm-hmm. and my middle school was like we didn't have a track. We had like a dirt loop in the back of the school that PE teachers were like, just go out and run yeah. your energy out. And something just clicked in my mind. And I was like, I will let nobody pass me today. This, yeah. And it was like, I was like on a mission, just sweating more than everybody else. Just so extra, you know, just yeah. like doing my uh, most extra I can do to like get the most out of myself. Yeah. Uh, so then a gym teacher was like, there's this thing called the Hershey track and field meet. Why don't you sign up? You might be good at it. I'm like, okay, whatever. Sounds, sounds fun. Hershey sounds like a fun place to go. Um, and that was it. Like, um, that was my start in the running career. Well, that's good. I mean, so you, so you just started beating up other little kids, bullying people on the track. (laughs) So like when, shown. yeah. And then, yeah. So was that, so was that here or was that, uh, in Sri Lanka? No, that was here. Okay. So I've, I've been in the U.S. since I was nine years nine. old. Nine, okay, like, yeah. I've been here, like, fourth grade, that's elementary school. Right, right, um, right, right. Yeah. And then, so, like, so once, when did that become more of, like, a competitive, like, so in high school, you got on the team and all that stuff. Um, so how was, like, what was, like, high school competition like for you? Were you leaving everybody in the dust back, you know, then, too, as well? No, not initially, um... As a freshman, when I joined the cross-country team, everyone was better than me. Like, I think mm-hmm. my first 5K was, like, the other day my mom brought me a bunch of stuff and we were going through it. And it was, like, a freshman yearbook. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I was really proud of myself, but I think my first 5K was, like, 27.45 or something. Okay. Like that's, that, that was me, my humble beginnings. Yeah. Um, I, I, like, didn't even make varsity until very late in the season. Okay. But... Some like things clicked. I had an amazing coach in high school who yeah. really knew what he was doing and he really took his time to like develop me and kept me progress through my years. And once I started to learn that running could get me through other doors in mm-hmm. my future, like for example, get me to college. Nobody in my family had attended a university yeah. in any country at that point. I was like, Okay, yeah. this this could be something I can do and see how far it can take me. So, so like, when what what age do you think that was? Like, was that early in high school? Like, or maybe tenth grade, eleventh yeah. grade? How old How old are people in high school? Like, 15, like fourteen 16? to like eighteen, somewhere in there. Okay, yeah. So I must have been. 
I must have been 16 or so, but okay. it really started to click. And I'm like, I'm going to try really hard so, so I can go to college. Yeah, so I was wondering, like, did that did that change anything for you? Like, um, was that, like, extra motivation to say, like, okay, hey, I'm going to go in this a little bit differently with something? So instead of just winning, because obviously you probably were competitive the whole time, you know, the competitive spirit, because you were dusting kids at nine years old, you know. Um, but did that how did that change your perception of it and then did you see any like advancements at right after that yeah I think that's about the time in my life where like I've always been highly motivated Mm -hmm. but you know there's a difference and I wrote this on my Strava I think a couple of days ago and people resonated with this there's a dedication there's a difference between motivation and dedication Mm -hmm. and I think that's about when that really started to click because the summers, when you're in high school, all you want to do is hang out with your friends, not right. do schoolwork. Nobody wants to run. Right, and I right, remember right. there was a very intentional mindset coming off of my sophomore year to my junior year in high school. And right. I was like, I'm going to train this summer. I'm going to log the miles because I want to do X, Y, Z this fall. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that's really when it started to happen. I like that because, I mean, there's definitely... Yeah, I've, I definitely I've, I resonate with that as well. Like that motivation is different than dedication. I mean, because like sometimes we'll be, you know, motivated to go do something, and that motivation kind of fizzles away, and then we just say, okay, we'll try again later, or we just forget about it and wash our hands with it. But like when you say like I'm dedicated to a goal, then you'll do things that you know you're not motivated to do. You know, you just... Yeah, exactly. You make the time. You do the little things. Yeah, I think that all falls in the dedication category over the motivation category. And so, and so, as soon as you decided that, like, this is a, I'm dedicated to this and getting better, being getting faster, um, putting in all the work and all that stuff. You you saw that change the type of runner that you were at the time. Yeah, and I think. The, Yes, of course, the type of runner I was because I was starting to see results, faster times, Mm -hmm. um, you know, winning invitationals, winning the state championship. Those are all really meaningful things as a young athlete in high school. But I think also change as a a person. Like I I realize when you dedicate yourself to a process and when you really put your beliefs and you do something, you dedicate yourself day in and day out, things pan out. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. And then so like what was the in 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 that like what year in in high school or college did you really like realize that you were fast um because i've asked people before and they're like and i thought it would be earlier in the process but when did you realize like hey i'm here like i'm a force to be reckoned with when i towed the line anywhere yeah um i think my college career was dismal so we can just skip over <laughs> just that, that skip over that chapter yeah um so i think what i when it really clicked in my mind was junior year in high school for me that mm-hmm. was the year that i broke five minutes for the first time in the mile which was a big deal back then kids nowadays do it in their sleep but back in the early 2000s it was a big deal yeah um, I was very competitive at the Penn Relays, which is like a historic meet that high schoolers get invited to go to. Yeah. Um, won my first state championship there. So that was a year that a lot of things kind of came together for me. And then, okay, and let's just, like, since you said that your college career was kind of dismal, um, I still think you probably or would beat all most of us that are listening to this. But what um, you used running to open up doors which is a huge deal like i mean you got your bachelor's and master's from in kentucky which is an amazing thing and like you said it's the first time that uh, anyone in your family had gone to university in general um can you just tell me about like it's outside of running like how important is that for you and and how do you feel about running because of that yeah, I mean, I think running will forever have a very special place in my heart and in, with me as an individual mm-hmm. because of all the doors it's open for me. Yeah. And, um, like, I I always think that a person is more than just what they do. Yeah. So I'm more than just a runner. I mean, it is something I do, but I do a lot of other things. And the ability to learn and the opportunity to get to learn to do those things, mm-hmm. I came across because of running. Right. So been such an important vehicle for me for so many things like I wouldn't have the job that I have now meet the incredible people I've met at this point gotten to travel to places I've been to 
like I wouldn't I basically wouldn't have anything that I have if yeah. it wasn't for running so I'm really really grateful for you know all the people that have encouraged me from 14 years old to now yeah. to really follow this and like refine my craft um yeah so so what um so like at what point though like you know so after after college uh when did like when did the marathon come in because i mean for the most part you know a lot of us you know see you training for marathons and half marathons now or the, or the last few years at least um you know when did that become a thing and did like the marathon spark something in you uh that was maybe different or thought maybe like there's more of a future in in this side of things in this side of running yeah well, I guess to, to answer this question, I will have to touch on my dismal collegiate career because it's <laughs> one thing led to another. So it, for five years at Kentucky, like nothing clicked. Yeah. You know, I went from being a really good high school athlete to somebody who like didn't even make the varsity team somehow yeah. in college. Um, lost my scholarship, had to fund my way through the last couple years in college. So when I graduated with my MBA, I was like, running sucks and I'm so bad at it and why can't you be my friend yeah. I'm trying so hard here yeah. um, and I was like you know what I'm just going to go do something that I like I, this might never happen but I'm just going to go to try to do the hardest thing that I think in running which is to complete a marathon Yeah. so I did I mean I trained while I got my first full time job uh, working for Target in a like, completely new city and uh, I don't know what happened, but I guess luck was on my side and running finally decided to be my friend for a hot minute because the marathon that I debuted in was a Sri Lanka national record at the time. Yeah. So it was like five years of frustration just kind of led to this, you know, epiphany kind of moment. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe I'm not a track runner. Maybe I'm a road runner and let me see how far I can ride this way. So. I mean, I guess, I mean, I've heard that so many different times. I mean, there's there's obviously those stories where there's runners that have, like, amazing track careers, and then they slowly morph into this amazing marathoner. But there's a lot of stories where, you know, like, there were decent track athletes uh, fast, obviously, but just not, like, you know, torching it out there. But then when they kind of switch gears, their bodies or whatever or their training or their dedication or something worked out better for the marathon. It sounds like that was just you. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, those collegiate years were definitely humbling, and it was amazing to see my teammates go on to, like, accomplish these incredible things. Mm -hmm. And it was sad to be in the back corner and be like, <laughs> well, why can't I be there? Yeah. Um, but I I guess my time was just to be patient and, and just... Just wait, wait five years. Yeah, so. just just wait five years, and then you'll have a you'll have a country record, you know. Um, yeah. So, what was that? Your first marathon was that the two forty three? It was in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like you said like, oh, I just had a lucky day. Running, running decided to like me that day, to run a two forty three thirty four. That's just definitely more than luck, and like, you put in some 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 hard work for that. Like, what was the difference for you? Um, from like the high school like cross country training to you being on your own um, and training for the marathon, what's the what was the difference in that? Well, I think probably the biggest difference because running is running. I mean, you're not going to read when the wheel along the process there. But yeah. I think the biggest piece, especially coming from college and kind of the trials I went through, was I was running for myself for the first time. Like yeah. my performance meant nothing to anyone besides me it wasn't for a scholarship it wasn't for literally anything yeah. um, and i think having that kind of pressure lifted off my shoulders or at least the pressure that i put on myself um that kind of freed me to be able to see what i can do right right and so like did you so in that marathon do you remember like the running that marathon like, do you remember? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember it like it was last night. Like, I remember looking at my splits, and I'm like, this is not real. I'm not running six-minute miles at, you know, whatever, mile 21. Yeah. Like, I was in shock, but I'm like, I'm just going to I'm gonna see what happens because the wheels are going to come off at some point. Yeah. Um, they did the last mile, but that was, I mean, I got through pretty far, so I was proud of myself. Yeah, and then, so, like, what have you, you you've run quite a few marathons since then, um, and... A lot of my questions are, to be, number one, like, I, I try to make it seem like it's about the people listening, but it's really for me. So um, I'll, so how do you go about, like, since you've run so many marathons now, what's changed and, like, what have you learned from, like, a couple things that you've learned that are most important to you from, like, that first marathon to today? Yeah, 
Yeah, well, one main thing is that I've yet to run a perfect marathon. Mm -hmm. Like, I have yet to cross the finish line and be like, that was perfect. I executed my strategy exactly how I had it in my mind. And, like, I got the most out of myself that day. Yeah. So I think that's part of what makes me come back to keep trying with the marathon because I've yet to have a perfect experience. Um, But I think the two things that I've learned is that, yes, the training is really important leading up to a marathon, but beyond the training, the controlling the variables is what will get you to get the most out of yourself on race day. So what I mean by that is like controlling the variables, what you're going to eat and drink during the marathon. I mean, you're out there for two plus hours. There's no way your body can sustain what it had for breakfast four hours ago. Right, right. So that's something I've really struggled with. And I, I, I still need to this day to be able to perfect that routine. Um, and the other piece is the mindset. Like you can control your mindset more than anything. So you can't control whether on race day, you can't control your competition. Um, the road might be in terrible condition. Like I ran a marathon in Nepal, the air quality was the worst in the world that day. I can't control any of those things, but I can control my my mindset when I go into that. Mm-hmm. So. If, if I can remember those two things on in any race day, like the one on Friday or, or any race day in the future, like at least I know I'm 80% of the way there. And yeah. then the physical part is the other 20%. Well, that, that, that's actually great to know. I mean, because I, um, yeah, I mean, because there's so many people get those things wrong. And then if you're not, like, if you don't do it enough, you'll blunt, you'll think it's your training, you think it's you, and you just are just this and that but you know if you te- kind of take a step back and realize like oh well I, I didn't fuel properly it's not an excuse it's just like hey what can we do next time to make this thing better so you just continue over time to just make little ch- little changes here and there um, and then so what in, in your PR right now is is it the, is it 23410 mm-hmm, that's it okay so so what uh, so like when that day happened even then you had taken, you know, nine minutes off. Even then, you were like, you know, this isn't a perfect day. You could have done something different or better, maybe? Yeah, even that day. I mean, it was very close to perfect, but I didn't win the race. I was leading till two miles to go, and I got passed by another woman. So, um, it, and it's because I went out too hard, and yeah. I just died. So, um, yes, a lot of things went perfect because that was my best performance I you know best I've ever been yeah um but even then I really wanted the win and to have led 24 miles up a marathon and to get past in that last little bit I mean that's that's defeating yeah um yeah so and then so what I tied to some of your story because you know I've I've been I set my sights on qualifying for Boston uh, like a couple years ago and it's just like that big thing that you're like just trying to get this time and whether you're like listening and you're trying to qualify for Boston or you're just trying to break five hours or whatever it is we all have those things that we're just trying to get to um, and then one of your one of your biggest things was you know was to qualify for the Olympics and I, if you don't mind talking about that process a bit and the reason why I'm asking is just because I know that when I heard it I was like wow like you know no matter how fast you are or whatever, we all have these things that we're just trying to get to that just seem like, you know, you're 100% ready, you have a bad race, or, you know, something happens where you think you ran it, like so like somebody will run two minutes under their Boston qualifying time, and then last year the cutoff time seven minutes, you know? Um, but if you could just talk about that process and how you got through it and how... You know, you still have people on the thing saying that you're their hero and you're, you know, you're, you're inspiring people all over, honestly, on Instagram. How did you continue to stay as positive and keep, keep rolling through that? Yeah, I mean, I wish I had a manuscript written out for this. I, I don't. I'm just winning life like everybody else. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, it's. We're all on a journey, right? So, like, a lot of us, we have aspirations and we have these dream goals, which the Olympics was a dream goal for me. And a part of me thought, like, maybe if a lot of things went right, with a bit of luck on the right day, I, I could do it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, 
I, I did everything I could to prepare myself to give myself the opportunity to do it, and mm-hmm. it just didn't pan out. And that's okay. I think sometimes part of the process in doing something that's scary and going after a really big goal is also giving yourself the chance to fail and learn yeah. from it. Um, and then once that happened, like I'm not just a runner. I can't just be up in my bed and like cry myself to sleep every night until I decide I'm ready to try again. Like I, I need to get up in the morning and go to work. Yeah. So, so I think that that's just what kept me going. And I mean, again, just being a, a normal human being and having other aspirations besides just your laser focus on one thing. I think that yeah. might've been something that helped me get along and move on. Yeah. Um, but it's also like, it's not game over. Their Paris is in three years and that's another chance to try. And I have other goals for myself. Like I would like to run a personal best or, you know, place high at a world major. Like these are all things that are equally important to me yeah. as making an Olympic team for Sri Lanka. Yeah, I think, and I think that one of the things I took away from that too is like just having like multiple, even if within running, like having multiple goals, you know, because like you can, you can have a race, you can finish a race and not necessarily met the overall goal, but you know, if you had other little side goals in that same race, you know, you could say, okay, well, we got those things done, and then we can come back next time and make it better or whatever it is. Um, but then, like the, uh, even in the intro, I said that one of the things that I think is most impressive about you is that you have like a job, job, like you know, like a normal job. Because most people that we we follow and and like you know deem as like super fast like you, it's like they're diff- they're just not even real people. And they you know they train all day and they sleep all day and they eat all day, whatever. Um, but t- can you talk to me about like that balance of going after your goals? So- huge goals too it's not like you're just like oh i want to you know i want to run on a park run next weekend but you're trying to go after some you know pretty aggressive times and that which requires a lot of practice can you talk to me about like the balance about the, you know of that whole thing running and work and life yeah it's it's tough i mean it's not for the faint of heart um but it's not you know it's not just elite athletes who do this like there are incredible people that i coach and I connect with every day who, who, who do this. So like living this double life and sacrificing everything else to make both of these things in your life, it worked, it gets Can, I think we're breaking up. Is it just me or is she breaking up? I don't know. If it doesn't work, we'll just have to. Yeah, sorry about that. So she is, I think she's breaking up. I don't know if it's me or her. But, um, yeah, I think she got disconnected. Yeah, so, guys, yeah, just bear with me. She is going to be back on, I'm sure of it. And... Yeah, if you have questions, though. Yeah, she's breaking up. Okay, I thought it was just me. Normally, it's just me. Um, if you have questions, though, throw them in the, in the comments box. Because, um, you know, she's a coach. She has a full-time job. And she's really crushing it out here. Um, and has been through, you know, ups and downs trying to get to where she's going. Um, and I think that she relates. What Her story relates to so many of us. Or I can relate to it, for sure. Um, because we've all set our sights on things that either didn't happen or we haven't reached it yet and we're just trying our best and then also we got like work and life and such to figure out um, you know while it's happening you know what I mean Um, and a lot of the stuff that we have to worry about um, is more important than the running actually so I think it was it's a it's a 10k in Utah I don't I can't remember the name of it but GJ, she said um, it was a 10K in, let me try to get her again. She says it's a 10K in, um, I'm going to have to try to disconnect with her. I'm not sure how I do that, though, now. This sucks. Come on, Instagram. Get it together. Hmm. I think she has to just, like, hang up. Yeah, when she if she jumps back on, I would definitely... 
Ask her. Um, the answer to, to 2411 Goodwin, she first became interested in running in, like as a ni- nine-year-old, and it was just they, her PE teacher told, told her to go outside and just run around the track, have some fun, all that stuff, and it ended up being a thing that she really liked doing, and she was faster than everybody else, so she was dusting little kids on the track, and that turned into a thing where she started running in high school. I mean, in, in middle school and then high school. So, unfortunately, guys, I think I have to exit. Yeah, I think I might have to exit, guys, if I want her to get back on. So, please bear with me. Like, I will literally hang up and just rejoin this thing. So, please bear with me. Sorry about that. back part two of Haruni so we were I don't even know where we were at the moment but um I kind of she she broke up a little bit there so I think we're talking about like work-life balance um and she's a pro at that because she is has been doing this running thing for a long time now um crushing goals all everywhere every which way and she still has a a real-time like a real-time full-time job which is incredible. So I'm going to ask her about that. Throw your questions in there for a professional runner. Well, she says she's not a professional runner. An elite runner um, who is also um, working, working, like a job job. She's like a director of sales, which is dope. So she's going to join back in here in a second, guys. And let me see. As soon as she joins, we will start part two of the episode back up. Sorry, sorry, I thought I... Let me see. Hi, I don't... Oh, there you are. Hey. Can you hear me? Yeah, okay. I can hear you now. Yeah, so I just, I posted part one, <laughs> so now we got part two. <laughs> yeah, so... really trying us today. I'm so sorry. No, but this is, this is life, and this is like running a marathon. There's going to be moments... <laughs> In the marathon and in life, where you just have to freaking roll with it, you know? Oh, yeah. And yes, bad patches happen. I was just smiling the whole way through, just as if, like, I was, you know, going through a bad patch at mile 27. Oh, wait, okay. mile 26. Look at you. You're ready. You're yeah. ready for marathon day. Yeah, I'm ready. I'll just I'll just act like nothing's wrong. And everybody <laughs> like, oh, wow, you look so great at mile 23. And they don't know that I was literally dying inside, you know? right. Just exactly. Dying. So, uh, before we get back into like the work life, the work life running balancing, I have a question for you because we were just talking about that. I, I had an interview with another uh, professional runner. Um, I know you don't call yourself a professional runner, but I'm just gonna say you are. Um, that he said that like at certain points in certain races, when he'd finish, 10, 15 minutes before that point of crossing the finish line, at maybe third place or second place or first place, he didn't even know that he was for sure gonna finish that day. Is that how you do? You, do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I can give you a great example of when this happened to me because um, so I was running the Ottawa Marathon, mm-hmm. and it was like the hottest day in Canadian history. It probably wasn't, <laughs> but I'm going to say that it was. Yeah, might as well. And I was like blacked out coming into like the last five kilometers, so like last three miles, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm not going to finish. And then somebody tells me that I'm in eleventh place. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is a gold label race. If I get one woman or if somebody drops out in front of me, I qualify for the Olympics. So I, like, I had no idea what was going on. I was, like, foaming at the mouth, like, (laughs) totally blacked out seeing stars. And this random person telling me this stat, which 
it could have been the fakest thing in the planet at that point. Yeah. But I was like re-engaged and I was like, all right, let's go. So yeah, he was 100%. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. It's like all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, well, might as well not die now. Exactly. <laughs> might as yeah. well finish this thing out. Um, yeah, like I think my, my, I ran a marathon in uh, April, and I literally, so I told myself three times at the end, like, I'm just going to slow down. I'm just going to stop running. And then, but there was a lady next to me that somebody told her that she was third, fourth place um, lady. And I just kept running with her. And I, in my mind, I thought I was helping her. Um, so I just kept going and that's how I got through like my little rough patch at the end. But it is kind of crazy how you could think like you make it all that way. And at mile 23, you're just like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just like in life, like you have a hard day and you're at the 11th hour. You're like, I'm just going to give up. Yeah. I, but don't because you're so close to being done. Just keep going. Yeah. I mean, in. And like, and if you quit, you know, you'll never know like what you could have done. And, you know, you sometimes you just have to deviate and, and just try to roll with the punches and see what happens. And often we surprise ourselves, though. Mm-hmm. I agree. And so you were talking about like, so in you, I mean, you are a coach, but then you're, I've heard other people say like, hey, like the people that have like job jobs and like other things outside of running, it's like super impressive, their dedication not motivation, but the dedication to continue to make things happen and work. But you do the same thing, and that's why I was, you know, trying to lean into that a bit because I relate so much to the fact that in one of the your another podcast you did, you're like, yeah, like work, work. You know, like I have like a job, job. Like, you know, I went to school for, and I'm this is what I'm doing. Um, t- just talk to me about like how you balance like those two things of having these crazy goals, but then still getting like life done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I was really lucky enough now, not originally when I started off my career, but now I work in the running space. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it makes waking up really easy because I get to talk to people about fitness. And um, so the job that I do for Run Coach is um, I lead our product engineering and marketing teams. Mm-hmm. And I'm also um, a coach on, mm-hmm. on our platform. So I wear a lot of hats, as and you can imagine, that takes up many, many, many hours yeah. during the day yeah. to get everything done. So, um, but I, like I love it because it's running, it's easy, it comes natural to me. I'm a runner. I can connect with people who want to run or they are runners, um, and I just make my day work for me, right? So mm. I have a hundred things to do, and I have a. 14 mile day to get through I'm waking up early I'm not gonna wake up at 8 a.m. and start my day like I'm waking up at 5 I'm gonna get my run done I'm in my first meeting at 7 a.m. and that's it (laughs) like that's that's just what it takes that's the dedication piece yeah Um, I'm gonna find a way to get it done because both of those things are really important to me you got yeah you're 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 like this much more dedicated than me because like when you just said like run at five, I know that there's so many people that run at five o'clock in the morning. Like it's it's probably there's more there's more probably morning runners than there are evening runners most likely. Mm-hmm. But I just like I've I've set my alarms. I just can't get up. Like what do you think about when you at four thirty whatever time your alarm goes off? Is there like a thought that like helps you get up? Because I need that thought. Like in real oh life. yeah, no, I have nothing inspirational to offer. I hate it. I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? Come I wake on. up and I'm like, what day is it? What day is it? Should I press news? Should I cancel on my on my friend that I told her that I was gonna meet her in 20 minutes? Um, that's the trick. It, it's not easy. It's not easy. But that's that's dedication. You you remind yourself why you're doing yeah. this. Uh-huh. But then you also just said something that's probably really helpful. You got somebody also waiting on you that you said you're gonna be there. So that kind of like made me think too, like since you're a coach and you run and based on like, you know, the, the, the content that I've seen you delivering and stuff, you often run with other people. Uh, what was 2020 like when that was somewhat taken away, um, from a lot, all of us, what was that like for you? That's, I mean, that for me is the only social time that I get. Mm -hmm. So 2020 was, was tough that I didn't get to meet people freely, run with people. Um, Luckily, Boulder didn't completely shut down like most big cities around Mm -hmm. the country and world. So I was still able to meet one or two people sometimes later on during the the pandemic. But it was hard. Mm -hmm. And 
for me, like that accountability piece, like I made a commitment that I'm going to meet someone. So I have to be there. Yeah. That's what gets me out the door. Yeah. Um, so it was tough. <laughs> so, and so, and so now that we're back into, you know, like, I don't want to get in the doom and gloom of 2020 because we, we have left that year behind us and we are moving on. Um, but what, what, it, it, how important do you think it is for people out there listening to, you know, find a local run club, um, you know, if, they, if they're able to and it's open, you know, where they are, but find a local run club, find some accountability partners. Like how, how important is that for you, your, your, uh, the people you coach and just everybody in general? Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of the greatest things you can do for yourself. I mean, having a person not only keeps you accountable, but they'll push you like, if you can match up with somebody who's a little bit better than you or you're the one that's a little bit better, mm -hmm. um, that helps you become a better version of yourself. Yeah. And that's pretty special. It's really hard to do something like train for a marathon on your own. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think like me as a coach, I'm, I'm part of the support crew, the fan crew for my athletes. Mm -hmm. But if they can have one or two people on that wagon, you know, that they're yeah. taking through to the destination, all the better. I think it, it's, you have a cheerleader, you have an accountability partner, a training partner, all rolled up into one. Yeah. So I think if you can find a running group near you or a friend or a spouse that you can convince to even bike with you if they're yeah. not a runner, like that's a huge win. Yeah, yeah. my um, <laughs> my son, he's 10, and so he's been biking with me and my friend lately. Um, it's pretty stressful, though, because... Like, you know, like, you'd think that bikes would be easier, but you it's it's hard to, like, take some, some of the hills that you have to go up and down, like, in a bike. So a lot of times we, like, have to stop. But it's kind of cool. It's fun. It's just more more of a – to switch it up a little bit because sometimes you just – you get out there, and if you're in a marathon training block, you're just grinding every day, and it does help to kind of switch things up a bit. Um, yeah. And so what – what for your job, job, real job, uh, run coach, can you just tell us a little bit, little bit about run coach and what role you play on the coaching side? Yeah. So run coach is a training app. And basically, if you are a person looking to train, whether it's for a marathon mm -hmm. or a 5K or you just want to lose weight and get fitter, um, you go in, you enter your goal, you tell the app how many days you want to run, how fast you are right now, or whether you're a runner or a walker. There's a ton of variables. Mm -hmm. And the, the app creates a schedule for you. Oh. The coaching piece is, so we have, that's the free product. Okay. And there's a premium version, which includes a human coach. So I'm one of them. Um, and I, I get to see all the interworkings because I also manage the product itself. So yeah. I, I manage the engineers and if something oh. goes amiss, we are, you know, in the trenches troubleshooting. Yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, that's, that's what I do. And there's thousands and thousands of people on the app. I mean, the last statistic that we saw is like 183 countries, ha like people in wow. that many countries have used the app, which is incredible to be part of such a global community. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know how these people are finding us in the app store. Um, but I'm grateful that they are. And I get to, like, I get talking to people in Mauritius and, you know, like it just every corner of the country. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. And yeah. And this, I guess we don't, we haven't gotten the questions yet, but so well, yeah, we'll save that for me. 2111. Good one. We'll jump right into that in a second. But if, um, so on the coaching side of things, like, you know, you came into this as, uh, you know, an athlete that, um, probably had coaches along the way, and you mentioned that your high school coach was was amazing. Um, what what have you learned as a coach so far that you know maybe you didn't think that it is like almost hit you like wow this is something new to me and it helps me now in your in your life. I no, think no. you broke up there. Did oh, no, yeah. That oh, no, no problem. Yeah, no, what what questions did you, I mean, not what questions. Um, what what did you learn um, as a coach, like as an athlete, you know, switching over to a coach and you, you've been working with all these people, um, you know, outside of like, you know, the app, inner workings and things like that. What have you learned as a coach that's helped you in your running career now? Well, I think you always got to be ready to keep learning. I feel like I've, I've never stopped learning. Like no two people that I work with are the same. Mm -hmm. And everybody needs different levels of support. Some people a light touch, others a daily check-in. Um, I think that 
the biggest piece that I've learned through coaching is that it's not just about the training. Yeah. You have to be able to connect with your athlete on a human level. Yeah. Um, so it's not just about writing training. There's no workout that's going to make you be a world champion or a, a Boston qualifier. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in it together. It's, it's yeah. a journey. We're, we're in the journey together. Yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely see that. I mean, because like, if, if it doesn't fit, you know, as a runner and your your the relationship with the, the coach just isn't a good mix, it's almost like no matter what they tell you, it's like you're, you you don't trust them in the workout or you don't trust the fact that, like, you know, I don't want to do 75 miles. Like, you know, I want to do more because of whatever, but you have to be able to trust your coach to know, to, for, uh, to trust that they're doing the right thing for you, you know, so it does help that you have a relationship with them. Um, yeah. And so for and we'll just jump into this question really quick because I thought it was really interesting. I know you. Um, I'm not sure if you, have you done any ultra marathons. No, I top out at 26.2 miles. So that's not, not that, a step more. That's that's yeah. Like you literally, I stop my watch when I cross the finish line. <laughs> um, so uh, 21 uh, 2411 Goodwin says, "What do you guys think of the surge in ultra marathon participants? Do you have any thoughts on that? Because I think it's a it's a pretty good question." Yeah, um, and honestly, I've been pondering about this because when I was in Miami last weekend with a bunch of people that we met. Um, a lot of there were several people there that were interested in running an ultra and they were looking for a coach and the support system and I'm like I'm not your girl but I can put you in touch with somebody who is yeah. um, but I incredible like I think um, like there's a statistic out there that one less than one percent of the world's population has ever finished a marathon less than and one the fact that the ultra is is like the next goal like that's that's insane because yeah. it's a whole beast in its own and I said that training alone can't prepare you for a marathon, and training alone certainly can't prepare you for an ultra. Because it's all, you got to learn how to eat solid food and keep going. I mean, the mental battles that you probably have with yourself running a hundred miler—my goodness, I can't imagine. Um, but I, I definitely want to learn more about where this is coming from. Like, is there a, an influencer community that's sparking this interest? Yeah. Because it's really interesting. Yeah, um, I think it's incredible because, like. Even just the thought of doing like a 50k, which is, I mean, it's essentially what three, four miles more or three miles more than than a, than a marathon. I think that if I crossed the 26.2 mark, and I think that like half, like a half mile into it, I think I would just lose my mind. I don't even know like how if someone continues at that point, because I go through so many things in a five a five k like mentally, you know, like. I can't even imagine, like, just going farther. But I think that uh, if... I don't know if you... He said you guys, so I'll answer too. Um, I think that, like, the part of the pandemic probably pushed a lot of people towards, like, trails. Because, like, trails were, were you know, were open. The streets were crazy, crowded. Um, and everybody's everywhere where it's, like, just a normal running situation. And I think it made people just kind of want to get out of the house into maybe like the wilderness, you know, kind of so to speak. So they kind of went on trails and maybe runners were like, hey, you know, the trail community still doing races because they're so much smaller. You know, there's 100 people racing or 200, 300 people. So it's like those races were still going off with precautions. So they're like, hey, we might as well try it. So maybe that kind of pushed people into it. And that maybe just getting out of a pandemic, people just want to go do something nuts. So yeah, I, I agree. Actually, one of the people that just joined the show, Zach Bevin, he was one of my teammates in Kentucky. Hey, Zach. He's like about ultras and trail running because dude's an expert. Um, I'm just here, like, fangirling over everything he does. But I think I think you're absolutely right. Um, just I think people want to do something different. One, trails were accessible. Mm-hmm. And... You're stuck at home all day. You think about doing something exciting that gives you a bit of rush of adrenaline. That's trail running and ultras. So I think that's it was like a perfect storm to ignite that passion within people. Yeah, I just haven't had that moment where I just wanted to go do something that crazy. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just keep. You know, the- I'm still waiting on that moment too. But I'm glad others have found their calling. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no shade to anybody that's doing it. But I just, I will, I will like all your pictures. I will double tap. I'll say comments. I'll put fire and all that emojis. But I'm just gonna do that from a distance. I don't necessarily need to be involved, you know. Um, so yeah, so we'll definitely we'll bring that. We can bring this race to an end. Um, but I just wanted to, if you could just leave people, because like 
it is true. Like I've seen your comments. Um, you know, I've kind of trolled your comments a little bit. People really look up to what you're doing, and people really uh, like attach to you know your 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 efforts. Um, and multiple people in here have said you're my hero. Um, what can <laughs> I know? Like I get it. I don't. Know, I wouldn't want to be called a hero either. But what can if you could just leave your your us with something, you know, um, a thought or something that you think will help us in our training, life, work, whatever, please let us know what that would be. Yeah, well, I think if, if my journey is any indicator to what the human spirit and what your own motivation and dedication to a craft can get you, mm -hmm. um, I just think that you don't need anyone's validation to chase your dreams. You have a dream. You set up a plan, you dedicate yourself to it, you're going to get it. Um, I have no business being in the place that I'm in today. I think somebody who met me five years ago, seeing me cross the finish line last at the SEC Championships, is like, what's this girl doing? She will. She's not going to be a national record holder. She'll never hold a continental record, never win a gold medal in anything. And here I am now. And I think stop listening to you know the things that bring you down. Set a goal and go full gas like go chase it well yeah I, I normally have something clever to say but that was amazing and I will I will take that to heart and I'm sure so many other people will thank you so much for all that you do um, where should everybody go to find you um, including the run coach side of things where should everybody go to find you yeah pretty easy runcoach.com um, look at that on the website if you want to if you're on your phone um, just search run coach on the app store and that's probably going to be the most responsive that I'll be because I'm on there literally 24 seven. Um, other than that, like send me a message on Instagram and I, I write back to basically everyone who writes to me. So I'm not one of those people that you, that I don't see your DM and I'll just delete it. So, um, yeah, send me a note. I'm happy to hear what people are doing and help them any way they can. Well, this is absolutely full. Like, th this is proof that you do check your DMs and respond to everybody because you responded to me. So if you respond to me, you respond to anybody. So I appreciate you responding. Thank you so much for your time. Um, everybody, go follow her. Go check out Run Coach. Uh, and if you have any questions for her, shoot them, um, shoot them her way in the DMs or in the comments or whatever. I'm going to post this to the page, and you can throw comments and questions there as well. Thank you so much, Haruni. Thanks so much for what you do, and good luck on Friday. Awesome. Thank you so much, and thanks to everyone who tuned in. I appreciate it. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Everybody run, eat, sleep, and repeat. Super inspirational, super motivational, super inspiring. Is inspirational and inspiring the same thing? Yeah, probably. Um, really love this lady. She's awesome. Um, I've enjoyed following her, but it was really an honor to get to talk to her and really hear more about her story and what makes her tick and what makes her go. Um, and I definitely am going to take away a lot from this episode and apply it to my life and apply it to my goals and dreams and aspirations and balance too. So thanks so much Rooney, for being on the show. Remember guys, go follow me on Instagram or us on Instagram at the run eat sleep show uh, that's at sign the run eat sleep show on Instagram follow 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 and like whatever episodes you watch and see and share and all that good stuff and stay tuned though remember if you are active listener on Instagram and all that stuff you can be a part of and privy to some of the giveaways that we're doing so make sure you get a hold of that because we give away shoes and stuff like that depending on who is on the episode so thank you so much Love you guys. Run, eat, sleep, and repeat.